What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Joining me tonight is the one and only little brother, Jace. How are you? I'm good. First week of March, the year is moving fast, and we're, we're just uh, getting another podcast in. All right, let's get it done. I'm scared that it's already March because I still have a few more of my WWE figures to open up to review because they're going to be part of March Bashness 2020. Uh, a few? A few, a few that would be part of tag teams that I need uh, to. Got it. Yeah. Most notably the Hardy Boys. I was going to say now, are the A, no, not the AEW, because those don't have any tag teams that you don't have. Um, did TNA come out with a series that works with your lineup? They don't. They're a little small. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, oh, did James Storm ever come out? Man, you know, I, I really, really wish they were more in scale. But I think at that time they were dealing with Jacks and their scale, which was all over the place, which mm-hmm. made their figures really good, but their scale was kind of it was. Their articulation wasn't consistent from figure to figure, so it was kind of sketchy. Oh, the good work. figures were really good, though. Uh-huh. And, man, I wish if I could pluck one team to put into March Bashness, it would be America's Most Wanted. I was going to say, since you already have uh, Bobby, Bobby Roode. Yeah, yeah that's that's beer, money. beer money. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, man, I, America's Most Wanted was my team. Them and Triple X, they were they were great. The beer money was right up there too. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about why we are chatting tonight, dear brother. Why I swear, every time I've I've really done my best to check out of every bit of Star Wars movie news in terms of the sequel trilogy because I'm just like switch done. I'm over it. And they keep coming with more things that just made me go, uh, wow. So basically, Star Wars, the sequel trilogy, is the opposite of the Zack Snyder cut, where I don't want to hear anything else about it, and I just wish they would all stop. But there's a J.J. Abrams cut that uh-huh. has none of this done either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, so what foolishness is today's news? All right, well, so the Rise of Skywalker novel is coming out next Friday. Uh, no, March 17th. And copies started showing up at C2E2 last week. And then there were some questions that were answered because, like me, I was sitting watching the movie like, this doesn't make sense. Can someone explain this? What's going on? So the big headline was Palpatine returned because he transferred his consciousness into a clone of himself. Which I guess maybe you could go along with some extended universe stuff and say, okay, there's a little precedence for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger news was that Ray's father was a failed Palpatine clone. And that's not her grandfather. So after Palpatine's death, he thrust his consciousness into a clone body, but the transfer was imperfect. Various members of the Sith. Now, I'm quite confused of this because is everything that I've been told and informed of from the George Lucas guy who created this universe, there is only one, there's only two Sith, a master, an apprentice, no more, no less. 
<laughs> so yeah, I know you de- you dig super deep into the to the mythos of Star Wars with all the novels. Is there also precedence for this too? No. Okay. Just, no. just it's just like like the only time they tried to do it and kind of tried to make it like it was okay was like they tried to make it so like the novel of uh, Darth Plagueis kind of tried to act like Darth Maul wasn't a true Sith, so Darth Plagueis was still around until the end of Phantom Menace, but it's like, no, it was 100% like, I mean, like, I actually like the author, James Lucino, but it was like, dude, there's no, you don't get to downgrade one of George Lucas' characters because it works with your story. You just have to do something different. Like, that is the dude who wrote it. You don't get to just kind of fill in blanks that aren't real blanks you can fill in. Like, you can expand a story, but you can't overwrite, like, oh, see, his Sith wasn't really a Sith. It's like, no, nah, man, that was a Sith. <laughs> it's like, Darth Maul is a Sith Lord. It's like, Play with the rules that have been established all this time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's like, just that's that's what we asked you to do, and that's why the uh, new tri- trilogy doesn't really work for anybody, because it's like, you guys didn't play with the rules, and now you're trying to come up with the novel that... <laughs> Because I remember the novel Attack of the Clone had something that didn't really work. It was like, oh, it was an expanded scene kind of with Dooku and, and Obi-Wan and Anakin and Padme. Yeah. But it was like if you saw it, the movie, it actually worked better because it's like you don't really again, you still don't know he's 100 percent dirty until he calls for the execution. He actually I mean, it's like it's there's still a little maybe gray hair. But then you say, oh, yeah, he's, he's dirty as hell. Okay, got it. Yeah. But, so anyway, let me get back to this because we haven't actually gone to the, the problem here. Ooh. So one of the failed Palpatine clone hosts was useless and powerless and a not quite identical clone. I don't understand why you would make a clone that's not an identical clone. I mean, I think the entire purpose of a clone is to look like you. So how slacking on the job were these quote-unquote armies of Sith that they were like hey wait a second this guy this this clone is black we can't use this one guys so anyway it wasn't strong enough to host Palpatine but it was strong enough to live a life and become Ray's father I'm confused now because if it wasn't strong enough to host Palpatine how is it then strong enough to host Ray who's apparently the super Sith Jedi because I'm thinking essence of force essence skips a generation. That makes no sense. Like, okay. Like, all right, I'll go with a little bit of expanded universe. Like, is, because you were actually one who got me into this, was the one dark, oh, man. This is the one where, like, Luke becomes a Sith apprentice. So, dark Empire? Yeah. Like, that's kind of, it's like, oh, if you're trying to bring that in, then you fail once again, because that doesn't make sense, because Luke would have known he was around. Um, but if you're trying to use something like that, it's like, don't don't try and play play with that kind of rule. It's like, no. Or, or unless you want to say, hey, the reason why Luke became a hermit was because he did go to the dark side and then decided after years later, then he was going to try and train Jedi Apprentice which would make no damn sense because no one would trust him since he 
two seconds after being a Jedi, he deserves, decides to be a Sith. I never really got that one. Are you talking about the Dark Empire series? The it's, comic book where he—it's he, really good. Like it's I, not a um, it's not a it's not set up in a way where he's the Sith. What happens is Palpatine becomes like he gets a clone, and he starts corrupting Luke. Luke starts to fall under his sway. Leia comes to help him and or save him, and then both of them are fighting Palpatine at the end. So it's 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 not. It's it's much better than than some of these other uh, Star Wars stories. No, no, I, I, I wasn't actually talking bad about that because actually, oh. again, I said you did get me into it because it was actually an enjoyable story. I might be, I'm just kind of like, if you're trying to cherry pick information from that one, then it doesn't work. Man, and I it, think that's kind of makes sense. I mean, it, it's like to me, I guess it's like the, and I guess I follow I because. I look a lot of line on this stuff, and then they're like, oh, well, the J.J. Abram cut was supposed to have Palpatine the clone in Force Awakens. It's like... But then that no, that's just, absolutely not true. Because he's but, just making it up as he goes along. Yeah. This whole... I mean, it's, this. there is no way you can't say that this was three movies that were planned out. Because two would never have happened if this was planned out. Because... Three, two just doesn't make sense. It's I made one story to try and revitalize the franchise like I did with Star Trek, and then I'm gone. I didn't make up another story on what happens to these guys, but you guys take it and run. And now trying to, you know, this, you know, ad hoc, you know, story is just like, stop it. Like, we, we, you're trying to sell to people who are very conscious a continuity and everything you say, you can't just retcon and like, Oh yeah, see that's not it's like, no, that doesn't make sense to what you did. It's like, how it's like, so we have a, a Palpatine clone who wasn't strong enough to carry the essence. Why the hell wouldn't they just start over with another damn clone? Like, why are we just going to wait? Let this guy just kind of run, run his life for 40 years. And then this other Pal- Palpatine is an Exegol doing gosh knows what, I'm sorry, he's creating the First Order and making clones of Snoke? Yeah, I can't. This series is just... And then it's like, and then you hear like the other rumors, it's like, oh, well, now the new CEO of Disney is going to revitalize Luke and, you know, it's like, so he's going to try and wipe out this new secret trilogy. Like, that's because it's like, and you can't tell what's, What's fact or fiction anymore? Because it's like real fans of the original six movies are like this. This trilogy, the sequel trilogy, doesn't make sense. And trying to shoehorn it into making any bit of sense is just pointless effort on our part. It's like it's fan fiction. It's bad. It's like if your kids like Ray, hey, that's good for them. I know yeah. people who, who like the First Order. I'm like, why? <laughs> Jason Bailey had the best quote on this. He tweeted this out. Still haven't seen that new Star Wars movie, which is probably for the best since they keep adding patches. <laughs> Maybe look at the downloaded content. The <laughs> DLC. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The full this, movie. this version fixes this plot point and all kinds of other foolishness. You know, you know how like uh, uh, Star Wars Galaxy Heroes kind of gives you the, like, hey, this patch is to correct this bug that we put in from our last patch. 
maybe in like five years they'll come up with a whole story of Revenge, I'm sorry, Rise of Skywalker that will make I any will of this be, make sense. I won't care. I think you will have moved on. You're like, so when are we getting that next season of Mandalorian? Right. So here's another thing that was really interesting that came up. Uh, <laughs> you, I guess it's just, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago now. Dan Daddio, uh, the former co-publisher of DC Comics, mysteriously left, was fired from his job. There's all kinds of rumors about what happened if he left on his own or if he uh, was fired because of some other decisions he made. That tells me that. And so he uh, just kind of was shown the door. It was really interesting because it's like um, Dadia was planning yet another potential major reboot of DC. It was going to be called 5G. And this reboot was going to change basically all the main characters like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, and replace them with younger versions of themselves or start a whole new generation with this new era of heroes. So Superman was going to be replaced by his son, John, who's going to be aged up for the second time to be Superman. Uh, Batman was going to be replaced by Lucas, Lucius Fox, or Luke Fox, I'm sorry, not Lucius, those two confuse me all the time. Luke Fox, Lucius's son. Aquaman, if I'm remembering correctly, was going to be replaced by Aqualad, and Green Lantern was going to be, so they were all going to be replaced, right? Mm-hmm. And this was one of these things that was kind of a, it was not quite a secret, because he had kind of shown this map of how he was going to get from one point to the next and there was a lot of apprehension from people. I've talked to people inside comic books, comic book writers, comic book uh, store owners who are very leery of 5G. Um, You know, because with Marvel's done this with switching up characters, replacing Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, or with and Wolverine with minority or female characters, and eventually the old characters come back. Mm-hmm. And DC was really trying to put like a a no no way out clause with making this a whole new generation. And so, were they, how were they going to do that no way out clause? Basically, they were going to say that I guess this era, the new Fifty Two slash reboot continuity was going to have an endpoint and the 5G was going to follow this new point and we were not going to go back to the other one. Now, there's been a lot of... Well, see, the thing with Dario is that he's been around for 20 years at DC, which is a long, long time. And as a result, he's had some really big hits from the people who've worked for DC under that during that time, Jeff Johns, Graham Morrison, Scott Snyder. Um, those are three most immediate ones that come to my mind. Tom King is kind of an interesting one because he's a little bit divisive with the fan base. Oh. They love his work on Mr. Miracle and this first half of Batman right up until the proposal or the wedding that wasn't with Catwoman. 
that's mm-hmm. kind of the turning point in his run for a lot of fans. They were really excited. They wanted to see this evolution of the character. Finally realized, yeah, I can have a relationship. I can do all my Batman stuff and do this. But um, when they didn't, a lot of fans were like, nope, we're out. Mm-hmm. And the sales started going down. And King wrote a few really good stories. Uh, the Mr. Freeze one really comes to mind. But he also had a lot of really questionable stories. Okay. Um, they yeah, weren't working. I, yeah, actually, but I actually am just, I, I'm just, you know, since I read comics like two years late, I just am up to the wedding. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I knew it. I mean, Again, when you're two years late, you know, so come, sometimes, you know, the endpoints and stuff. It's like, but you still are okay going to the journey. Like, okay, let's see how we got here. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those deals where I think DC needed to make a change because Marvel has really just cornered the comic book market because of the movies. And, and the, DC hasn't been able to make any headway. I mean, they they are able to when they have a reboot like 52 and Rebirth, but then things kind of settle back into the status quo. Mm-hmm. And I assumed Ideal's plan was 5G was going to be the one that brings in new new people to the comic shop, new readers, and they're going to stay for years and years and years. But I feel like his his uh, downfall, he tends to always go well, let's make things a little bit darker. When Rebirth started, it was it was kind of touted as it's a new hopeful era of DC. We're back with marriages. We're back with couples that you love. Back together, not split, just to be split. Cool. Green cool. Arrow and Black Canary are together. Aquaman and Mera are together. Uh, Barry Allen's with Iris. We're trying to get with Iris. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they were on that path to put them together because before they weren't so it was a lot of things like great this is what readers of a certain age and you know and, and especially in the case of flash where you're watching tv show hey he's with iris why is he not with iris in the comic um you need a little bit more synergy and they weren't doing that well, and, another thing is like the rebirth and this it's like if i wanted to get younger readers into comics like when they're impressionable and not dark, angsty teens, Rebirth was a perfect jump point. It was like, hey, I can actually read this with my kids. It's like, you guys very clearly tell me when there's a, you know, if I'm in Suicide Squad, this is going to be, you know, PG-13. But it's like, I can read a Superman book. I can read some Batman books and be okay to share this with my kids. But yeah. If they, I mean, like, because I think, what was it? The Heroes Lost... Uh, Are you talking about Heroes in Crisis? Heroes in Crisis, yeah. That, that's what it was like. Something's not right here. It's like, I don't know yeah. what yeah, happened. I was going back to the old, let's kill characters off and make it more interesting for people. But the fans don't like that. It's like, if you're going to kill somebody, make it meaningful. Don't sell it on the fact of, hey, a lot of the heroes that you like are going to die. That just never works. And Daddio has been in charge of too many of those events, those storylines, those decisions. Like an in Infinite Crisis, he wanted to kill off Nightwing. And then a bunch of writers and fans were like, are you crazy? How are you going to kill off Nightwing? 
because he didn't realize and understand how important Dick Grayson was to DC. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, how are you at DC and not understand that? It's like, come on. Because it's funny, like, if you watch, like, uh, any of, like, the, the animated movies, he always tells this, like, a nice and hopeful way of talking about comic books and how they, you know, affect society. But then if you know, if then if you were to hear, like, backstage, it's like, yeah, he's trying to kill off Nightwing, like, when uh, all the villains basically out Nightwing. No, that was before uh, Rebirth. No, no, okay. So, like, when they, all the villains basically try and kill Nightwing, unmask him on, on TV, it's like, why did y'all do that? Because now everybody knows who Batman is. Like, this, some of this stuff wasn't making sense to me. And I'm, like, binge reading this stuff. I'm just like, this is not flowing like a good reason to do stuff. And then it's like you go from uh, what was it? New Fifty Two was like, well, we're gonna get rid of all the old heroes. No, don't do that. It's like you can expand. The better way to expand your universe of heroes is to make no stories, not to erase existing characters. And I think we talk about this a lot on the show. Is if diversity is your goal, don't erase what you already have. Create something new. It's so much easier. <laughs> It's like nobody, you're now, it's like, oh, well, sales struggle. It's like, well, that was, that's, that's just how it goes. It's like some people don't jump into something good when it's new, but you got to kind of tell those stories and kind of not force it on people. But it's like Mr. Miracle. It's like, it's a limited run, but hey, it was good. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. like, you, and it's like, you might not get 600 episodes of the new character you're trying to really create stories for, but that's you're just gonna have to roll with that. It's like, but you can't age up Superman. I mean, Jonathan Kent again after the damn dumb at up. Uh, I'm sorry, the dumb decisions by John Michael Bendis. To Brian age Michael Bendis. Brian. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I I do not know his name, and I just he that storyline still pisses me off, as you can see. Uh, but if you're gonna make, I and I think this is. I'm sorry. I think this is why DC publishers 100% say, nope, we're not doing this again. It's like, you've been on charge of too many reboots, trying to boost sales. It's like, we're, our better option is we see how Marvel has increased sales by creating better movies and creating synergy. We need to do that. It's like, we're not going to reboot this crap again. Let's Let's put it all under one house and get it right. Hopefully. So we'll see what happens on that storyline. Jay King, are you here? I am here, gentlemen. What's up, How man? are you? Good. Hey, man. You know, PTA and all that shit. You know, I'm, I'm here, man. I'm, I'm here to support my guys, man. My favorite brothers in the world, Jeffrey and Jason. I appreciate Woo-woo. it, homie. All right, let me, let's talk about this, this uh, deal here. Coronavirus is apparently going to start infecting movie business as well as audiences. MGM the industry, by the way. Yeah, MGM has taken a major decision because they were going to put James Bond 25, No Time to Die, in theaters in April. And they decided, let's hold off. Let's wait for our Chinese market to be able to have people in theaters. So we're going to put it back to November. And I thought that was interesting because most of the Bond films come out in October and November anyway, or at least the Daniel Craig versions. And now there's reports that MGM may possibly lose $50 million for moving it. Do you think it was worth it? Because 
uh, Spectre, at least in China, brought in $85 million. So, what do you think? This is a good move to wait it out, or they should have just gone along with it? No, I think it's a good move because people right now are so... Ca- they're so captured by what's happening with the coronavirus. You know, every day there's a new report of either a death or an infect, infected area, right? So it's a smart strategy to let the smoke die down, um, let some of the fear subside, let 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 some 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 education get out there as to how you, you know, not only contract the virus, what the virus is and what it does, and its effect on people and, 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 and prevention. Let, let some common sense take place. And um, it, not just the reset button, but for what it's worth, by the time we get through the summer, nobody's going to sit in the house all summer long. This is just the new, uh, well, it, it, right now it's, it's the new pandemic. It's the new, it's the new craze, the new Ebola, the new SARS, the new swine flu, everybody's West going nuts. West Nile, you name it, whatever's going to kill us, you know, um, it just highlights a simple fact that people are stupid and they, they really don't educate themselves on what they're afraid of. Hey, so we're just trying just to stop the zombie apocalypse, okay? We really are, Jace, and, and how we do that is not by not buying Corona beer, which is one of my favorite uh, stories over the weekend, because those Mexicans are getting the coronavirus through their beers, is what I, I actually heard that. I'm, I'm gonna get to that for dummies, <laughs> but that was yeah, actually said that by a person. That was actually uttered by a person. But I, I think it's a smart strategy. Let everything die down, man. You know, it, it, it's a crazy time right now, man. Hand sanitizer is like a hundred dollars a bottle right now. We talking about two point five ounce <laughs> bottles of hand sanitizer selling for like thirty dollars a bottle. Dude, that's the, that's the new drug dealer right there. Hey, man. Dude, that's the new drug dealer. You want some, you want some of that right hand, hand drug? Hand sanitizer? Man? You want some of that Sanny? Hey, hey, yo, you want some of that Sanny? <laughs> you need that Sanny? Like, we, we're well, going well, bananas. Yes, I would. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you some of the most ignorant. I'm sorry, Jeff. You know I work in the blue. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to tell you some of the most ignorant shit that I've seen. Me and my youngest went to the store to get some Chinese food, right? Because, yeah, I'm still eating it. You know, not for nothing. <laughs> this is uh, I'll get to that, but while we was in the restaurant, this this chick walks in with a mask and 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 latex gloves on to get her food, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you silly <laughs> misguided, you silly misguided fool, right? Oh, man. Yeah, she, she, so she went to I'm going. I was like, so she went to a restaurant to pick up her food <laughs> that she did not create in her house. Yeah, that's Brody, right. Jace, <laughs> she came in with a mask and latex gloves. It's not like she was handling money or anything like that. This is how she came in there and we had the nerve to be talking sideways to the Asians. Y'all got that corona. I don't know what's going on in the world. Y'all got corona. And I'm Get like, um, I was Get like, out. okay, all right, so, all right, I understand you're trying to protect yourself or whatever, but here's the thing, if you're that worried about coronavirus, don't order Chinese food. No, if you're that afraid of the Asian, that is the part that is just killing me. Like, <laughs> dude, I mean, I just all those all those precautions she took. 
It's like, yeah. um, you're missing <laughs> the main thing there. Make your own hey, food Jeff, but, you know, but Jeff, you know, I'm from the generation that told you to take the cancer paper out of the blunt before we smoke weed, but it will ask you for a cigarette after the blunt was done. So all bets are off. All bets are <laughs> off, man. It's, it's whatever. You, you're dummy. You just don't know it. But the fact that she came in there like that, man, just it just highlighted another level of, of, of ignorance, you know. You, 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 you're going through all these precautionary steps, but you're ordering Chinese food. You're so afraid, but yet you're ordering the cuisine. or You know what I mean? These people are still handling your food if you're that afraid of them. And like I said to the young lady in there, you know, you have a higher chance of being coughed on by some random person in the metro that just got back from the Guangdong province of China. Because I can guarantee you the people in this restaurant haven't gone anywhere in the last year. They've been working here, breathing the same air in the same part of town as you. They've been working like dogs to make this restaurant work. They ain't been back home, wherever home is, and it's probably not even affected by uh, the, the, the Chinese chicken flu, let you tell it. But that, that, that's how dumb people are. I just... You know, I understand where they're coming from because these are the kind of people right now that will not go to the movies and quarantine themselves from everything because they're that stupid. They they don't educate themselves. Not for nothing, you're doing yourself a disservice by doing all these things. Build up a healthy immune system by going out and getting sick. Get some germs. Build some resistance. Build some tolerance, you know. Um, I understand why they're doing it, but at the same time, you know, it's a gamble because, for what it's worth, the fall season for this movie year is going to be chalked. It's going to be chalked to death. It's still a Bond movie during this during that time of year. It's still Bond, you know. Yeah, I don't Man, think it's, it's going to have. Make, yeah, it's yeah. going to make its money. Exactly, it's make its money. Yeah, so I ain't worried. They ain't worried about it. You know, it's all good. All right, last bit of news here for the day. Mark Wahlberg says the Uncharted movie will be tenfold better than previous versions. At one point. Wahlberg was going to play the series star Nathan Drake. Tom Holland is now going to play Nathan, and Wahlberg is going to play his partner slash ally or advisor, Sully. I think that's a little better because at this point, it's about time for Wahlberg to start transitioning into those older mentor roles anyway. Yeah. And, you know, this will actually give this, the film a chance to grow into a longer series because it can grow up with Holland and as Wahlberg continues to get older. What do you guys think about this? No, that's right. That's what should happen because not for look, Mark Wahlberg was a young hot rapper, actor, model guy when I was in elementary school. Like I mean seriously Seriously, like, Feel the Vibration came out when I was in elementary school, okay? Feel it, feel it. Feel it, come on. Yeah, he was with the Funky Bunch back then. You know, we talking about 91, dude. You you are nobody's young uh, 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 action hero anymore. You are the grizzled old vet. Let somebody else take the reins. And that's, you know, Jeff, that's Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff, that's something I don't understand about Hollywood. We keep relying is it we keep relying on the same old action heroes to sell action movies, right? Because mm-hmm. 
I mean, in a perfect world, yes, Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves, but 55-year-old Keanu Reeves should not be John Wick. Am I right? I mean, he's still, he's kicking ass. I mean, yes. But in a perfect world, that would be a 28-year-old guy, right? Am I right <laughs> or am I wrong? Okay. Yes, you're right. I'm going to say wrong this way. I'll let James go. Okay. They, you should pull, you know, let over the reins. But there's also the act. It's like, I want, you know, Hollywood or any job to just basically, oh, wait, you've aged out. Let's kick you to the curb only to do drama movies and, you know, that's the end of you. I, I'm okay with him, like, in this case, because Sully, I think Mark Wahlberg will work whole, I mean, tenfold better in that role in shorter doses versus being that lead hero, because Drake has to do some crazy stuff, and then, you know what, I mean, it's like, yes, Mark Wahlberg is in great shape, but you don't have to roll your eyes if this franchise is five more years down the road. It's like, Okay, guys, come on. I saw. Yes, this stunt guy's doing this. Yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah, he's not Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, you don't want to roll your eyes anymore. So it's like, okay, so a young guy doing that. Oh, okay. We we I mean like those crazy like action movies. Yeah, we want to see the younger generation do them. Like, yeah. we don't want to see Indiana Jones in his seventies. Exactly. Still running yeah. around. Right. As long as they can but still even... pull it off, I'm down with it. But see, and that's the thing about it. Like, Keanu Reeves would be a bad example because Keanu Reeves at 55 is still kicking ass harder than somebody 30 years his junior, right? But to say this, you know, a, a man that age, not to say we move him and, and push him out the pasture. If you can do it, you can do it. But for somebody like a Mark Wahlberg to be playing a role that somebody who should be playing in their 20s, doesn't that kind of do it, it? Like you said, it does a disservice to the growth of the franchise if this becomes a franchise because within five years, not for nothing, Mark Wahlberg is gonna he's gonna start to look like an old guy, mm. like an AARP car carrying guy. Like we don't, you're not believing him beating up twenty year olds anymore. You, you it, it's just it's not plausible. You know, is, is that going to be the case going forward? And why hasn't Hollywood embraced? the younger actors to play these roles. Again, what, 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 okay. what is that well, about? Remember, is, is the episode we actually did when we talked about Hollywood trying to make some of these young stars the ish, it, nobody just bought them because no one, they're putting, a lot of times Hollywood's putting those young guys in that action role way too soon and they're not building up following. It's like, oh, you're like the kid who does like a small bit role, like yeah. kind of how Leonardo DiCaprio is a small kid, then he gets those larger roles, and then he, he, he takes it and runs with them. Like, a lot of these guys are getting these great roles, and they're, and they soon, and unfortunately, all they have to have is one bomb in their first, like, three films, and they're done with. And that's yeah, not a good thing. Either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, Chris Evans or Chris, what's his face? Uh, any of the Chris's, yeah, Hemsworth. Pratt. Hemsworth. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, <laughs> uh, Pine. Any of the Chris's could have been Nathan Drake, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I actually like just like watched finally watched a video. It was like where Chris Evans is basically saying like after Fantastic Four, I was ready to quit Hollywood if it wasn't for Robert Downey Drake. I mean, uh, Junior telling me, hey, hey, take this Captain America role, and. 
if you, especially if they don't have anybody saying, hey, I know you didn't get this good role. I know you got buried in this, but you're actually a good actor. Like, keep 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 trying. I mean, have your agent put you in a smaller role. Like, how Daniel uh, Radcliffe is like, hey, I, yeah, you used to be Harry Potter, but you don't see him turning down a movie where he's got two guns on his hands. It's like, hey, sure, why not? Let me try it out. It's like, so with the is, is with some of these guys, it's just like Hollywood just doesn't have the patience. They don't trust anything they can't yeah. think on 100%. And that's, a, I mean, that's, I mean, I can't blame them when they're spending, a, instead of a movie costing $75 million to, to make, it's costing 150 And they got to promote this kid. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm not taking another $200, $200 million loss on this kid. Mm-hmm. I thought it was bankable. And all, in the box office receipt says it's not. So give me the next guy. Well, let me ask you all this. Bankability, right? And that this is a this is an episode within itself to me. Bankability in Hollywood seems to be a little overrated, especially today, because for what it's worth, you can have a movie come out of nowhere with an unknown cast and kick ass and make money. But if it's a good story, good effects, whatever the case may be, I like mean, the raid. maybe that's all, huh? Like the raid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you but, can yeah. have something like that that comes out of nowhere. But here's the thing. You can have a a actor like Will Smith or uh, 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 Tom Cruise or um, who else has had some duds that, that, that were big budget duds. Eddie Murphy, uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. You can have these big time actors tied to these pictures. And they 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 bust. They they do nothing when in regards to return, or at least not expect what what's expected. Um, isn't that to me? I don't know. If I, I guess if I'm an exec, I'm not I'm not holding the star power as 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 dear to heart as I would the story, the movie itself. Can can this movie drive itself as opposed to relying on? the star power of an actor I mean, that dude, honestly when john wick the first film came out we're like keanu really i mean how long has it been since the matrix i mean come on i mean exactly what you're saying it is one of those deals where uh <laughs> okay if you sell this on a movie it doesn't matter who's playing i mean jeez take it back to the matrix that first commercial it's like the dude from speed oh oh wait this looks cool sign me yeah. up but if you're a Hollywood exec, you think of how many directors do I have signed under my studio? I don't have time to read all these scripts. I trust a group of people who tell me these things, and I got to run with that. I got to, you know, spooze money from an investor to bankroll this crap. That's what I got to do. <laughs> I don't have time to say, hey, let's check. I, I mean, it's basically like I need somebody I trust can get people into the audience before we make a movie. It's just I, if you say you're going to make The Mummy with Tom Cruise. I might not see it, but hey, I know Tom Cruise brings an audience with him. Yeah. So I can I mean, like that right there. I have to pay Tom Cruise twenty million dollars. I can probably bet on getting twenty-five to thirty million dollars right there. Back on investment. 
Now, if the cost overrun puts it to 150 million, then I'm screwed. If it's not a blockbuster. But see, but see, here's the thing, right? What's three Tom Cruise duds or misfires worth versus one surefire movie, right? Same thing to be said about Will Smith. What's four Will Smith duds to one Will Smith surefire? Even not even surefire, we break even like a bad boys. We break even to make a little more versus young actor, kind of not necessarily unheard of, but not as big as, let's say, Will Smith, who nails it. And we got the we got the perfect storm of young actor, hip. He relates to today's movie going crowd. And I think that's part of the problem, too, is when these old faces that have been around for 20, 30 years on the screen, they're not drawing the young moviegoer because not for nothing, this is like my father or grandfather as the action hero. I want to see the action hero that kind of looks like me, sounds like me, reminds me of me. Well, again, you know, now, like, if, I can if, relate to this guy. Let's say this, like, oh, girl, how many people went to go see Mission? I'm sorry, Men in Black International that had a Chris, <laughs> a young guy attached to it who has been. But that bangable. looked terrible. But that looked terrible. You know, again, my, look, it's really about the look of the movie. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's so much about the stars anymore. Because yeah. I think any any franchise can get going. I mean, Chris Pratt was outside of Parks and Rec fans, basically a no, you know, a, nobody. Who is he? And Zoe Saldana in green makeup, David Batista in green makeup. I mean, they got a raccoon. They've got a tree talking. I mean, Dude, this was supposed to be a dud. Absolutely. So as long as you make a movie look good, and with all the CGI now, you can make basically any movie look good. You have a chance. You just have to make. You have to pass that eye test. And then there's some That's movies you watch the trailer and it's like, clearly this is gonna suck. I've got no interest in this movie. <laughs> and then they go, why do people not want to see it? Because the movie looks like trash. But that's the problem. Problem. but the problem is that's after the movie's been made. That's when all the investment you, has already been made, and you can't. You have to recoup it. You know who didn't? But you know the, what's funny? Pa- Paramount didn't with Sonic. People were like, yeah. this doesn't look like Sonic. This looks like trash. And they were like, you know what? Maybe the audience who would go see this movie is right. Let's hold off. Let's fix the movie that looks like trash to the paying audience. And then what happened? Sonic was leading the box office for two or three weekends in a row. It works. It's really you have to make it look good. Oh, so that was that was whoever did that. That was the smartest thing they could have done because that movie would have been one week and done. But they said, hey, they actually were smart enough to take criticism like, Okay, we can we can change that. You aren't saying this looks stupid. You're saying our CGI character needs work. Got it. We can do that. He looks bad. They fix that. Problem solved. All right. Well, we will go back on that topic, Javon, because I think that'll be interesting. Uh, let's go to wrap this bad boy up with your nominees for Dummies of the Week. Jake, you want to go first? Ooh, let's see who I'm going to really go. I'm trying to figure out. I think I'm going to go with... Uh, my dummy of the week is my man, Flavor Flav. <laughs> man, Flavor Flav, I don't know if he had an issue with the bur- he was He wasn't feeling the burn, but he decided to send a cease and desist letter to the Bernie Sanders campaign from using a public enemy uh, songs, even though the rest of public enemy was going to sing a, going to do a uh, public enemy concert. You know, minus flavor play, and he decided, yeah, I I can do this on my own. 
this is a good move. And Chuck D kind of informed him that, uh, no, that is not a good move. Uh, we will be making a, a non-mutual into uh, your uh, association with public enemy and got fired on his day off from public enemy. So <laughs> with that uh, non-attorney uh, flavor flav getting fired from public enemy, that's been a probably a decent low paying job because you, instead of talking to your bandmates about a concert, you decide to send a cease and desist letter. That gets you the dummy of the week for me. Absolutely. Um, mine is all of these NFL insiders who are trying to get clicks by saying Tom Brady is a free agent and the Niners are interested in getting this 42, 43-year-old guy, even though they've got a 28-year-old who just took his team to the Super Bowl despite coming off an ACL injury because it makes sense to them. And there is some there's some speculation that it makes sense because Brady grew up rooting for the Niners. Okay. So is uh, Kyle Shanahan Josh McDaniels? Not last I checked, no. So he's not going to blow up the young upcoming quarterback for the guy he used to work with or thinks might be good? Mm-hmm. Well, better yet, did he not have his frontal lobe cut out of his <laughs> Come on, man, stop. Stop. I mean, seriously, like, so you think Tom, I mean, Tom Brady, let's be honest, he can't, he, his, his arm strength is gone. He's a smart quarterback, but he's not, no. It's just like, I mean, as much as you might talk about, oh, well, Jimmy G didn't do it in the big games. Like, I'm sorry, how many quarterbacks go in to win the Super Bowl in their first try? I mean, I mean he, he did get like hit 11 times, which Brady, yeah. as we all know, can't deal with any kind of pressure. And I forgot how Brady's playoff run in 2020 ended with a better statistically ranked defense. Uh, Jeff, like the they Niners did not go were, to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's weird. I thought that Brady was playing Garoppolo. Anyway, that's no, really no, confusing. Not at all. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't typically engage with idiots on Twitter, but I have been really busy this week. <laughs> Because I'm like, well, sheesh, Jerry Rice hasn't officially announced that he was done. And I saw him catching passes in the end zone in the NFC Championship game. There's, It makes sense. Hey, Jerry Rice actually still looks in shape at like yeah. 45 or That's some ridiculous age. I'm like, dude, argument. seriously? Yeah. 53. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, can you? I need you to look like you're 53 now. Like, hey, I could actually still really run routes around these dudes. Like, no. Nah. Some, Some of, of us are in our forties aren't cool with that, man. Right. All right, Javon, how about you? Man, I got a couple. Um, well, more than a couple. I'm, I'm gonna try to keep you four. Number one, uh, the folks that I've seen in the uh, Texas Panhandle through, not just through Texas, but extending to Alabama, Alabama and Oklahoma, um, who are worried about the coronavirus but not in the form of a, 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 a Chinese-born virus born from a mismanagement of food handling, uh, et cetera. They're worried about the coronavirus as they know it being spread through tainted Mexican beer. I'm like, dude, this was an episode of King of the Hill. <laughs> like, remember that episode of King of the Hill where Alamo beer was tainted? The Mexican animal beer was tainted. It was coming across the border and making people have diarrhea. 
These people were actually worried about the coronavirus spreading through Corona beer and saying it was a Mexican plot to poison the United States and we have to have the border walls built. You can't... This story got buried from everything else, but this is an actual thing. Please look this up. There were people that were afraid of the coronavirus being transmitted through corona, tainted Mexican imported corona beer. Because <laughs> people are that stupid nowadays. That's what it is. Um, there's that. Those are dummies. Um, another set of dummies are the um, the LAPD, uh, whatever they are, coroner's office, whomever, who leaked the photos of Kobe, like, when I read the article about how this started, they went to a bar and were like, hey, you want to see something gory? Like, here's Kobe Bryant's dead body. It's like, dude, what the hell and why? Like, how was your life that empty where you just, these are the photos I'm going to take in my phone and start showing them to people when I'm getting drunk at a bar? Like, look, I don't know it all. I never came to but I know that's not going to end well for you. Just do something else. Like, it's it's tragic. It's it's bad. But you know, don't do that. Like, do anything else. Go fishing. Go kite flying. Go to Catalina to the wine mixer. I don't care what you do. Don't do that because it's not going to end well for you. And not only that, look, there are a lot of evil people out there who who may get a chuckle out of something like that. What the hell with them? You know, they, 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 they're terrible people. We don't need them in the world. Don't go around showing people pictures of, of, of anybody's charred body. That's just, that's morbid, sick, and, and you need to sit on somebody's couch and talk about what went wrong in your life at some point. You know, don't do that. that that's, that's bad. So you're a dummy. Um, it's silly. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, Damon Dash for yelling at his kids. On the, uh, he was on some male version of Ayana Fix My Life because I'm an idiot and a piece of garbage. And um, you know, I actually saw that. Kids. I actually saw that. Show. Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, Sheldon, are you taking advice from Splitty? <laughs> like, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey Jay, the saddest part about it is the dude that was trying to be Ayana Van uh, Zant was more like a used car salesman trying to negotiate the right place on a uh, 2014 Honda uh, Civic or something like that. And dad was like, I don't want to hear it. I'm not buying either one of you idiots a car because both of y'all failed in 12th grade. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Why are we doing this? And Dave Dash, not for nothing, for all the shit he talks about how he's, you know, he's got all these streams of revenue and Dame Dash, the millionaire, the success, et cetera. Dame Dash continues to make a monkey out of himself in his life. He makes a mockery out of himself at least every few months over the last three years. If, I, if I'm lying, I'm flying here. Accosting Lee Daniels in the middle of a performance or whatever. They, they looked like they were at the at Wolf Trap. <laughs> Maybe. They looked like they were at Wolf Trap, right? And he just came up to him and was like, yo, what's good with that loan? It's like, Earth for the show. I'll I talk to you about it. it. Dame is just, look, for as much as he tries to demonize Jay-Z, and that always becomes a topic of his conversation, it's like, dude, you know, aside from anything that Jay-Z ever did to you or didn't do for you, that's what it really sounds like, 
what did you do to yourself to get you in this, in this situation where you're just making a mockery of what you once were, or making a mockery of yourself and, and embarrassing yourself and your children at this point just to stay relevant? Yeah, it's an embarrassment. It really is. Um, that's three. Oh God, I, I had number four, man, but these these last three were doozy, you know. Look, hold, put a pin. Remember for next week, because we All always right. have more space for more dummies. Yeah, we never run out. No, indeed. All right, well, fellas, thank y'all as always for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.